On this episode of Hit Subscribe, we talk to Nikki Tuman, co-founder and CEO of Sticky Digital. Nikki lives in a world where retention marketing is her only focus. Her days are spent finding creative solutions to retention problems felt by merchants all over the world. Because of that, it's worth considering her take on what loyalty solutions look like five years ago versus what they might look like five years from now. Pushing loyalty one step further is surprise and delight. This is not a new concept to the e-commerce industry, but Nikki urges all merchants to truly understand where customers are churning in order to get the most out of your retention program. Finally, we discuss the difference between over and under segmenting with your data. Whether you're segmenting for new sales via marketing emails or finding your highest valued customers, segmentation is a necessity for any brand looking to leverage their data in the most customer-friendly way possible. Nikki, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I am super excited about this episode. It's a lot of things that I like to talk about personally. So we are going to hop right in. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about Sticky Digital. So well, my name is Nikki Tuman, and I am one of the co-founders and CEO of Sticky Digital. Sticky Digital is a retention-based marketing agency, which means we focus only on retention marketing. We do CRO, email, SMS, and sort of like full funnel retention. So that includes loyalty, subscriptions, your CX tools, really tying everything together to make sure that all of these different touch points that your customers will have on their sort of like journey via your store, you're messaging them at the right time and you're offering them the things that would make them purchase and come back and be a repeat purchaser. It's perfect timing for something like this as we creep closer to BFCM, everybody's yes. favorite Super Bowl <laughs> holiday for the year. So I know Absolutely. we're getting close to that. Perfect time to have this conversation. So without further ado, we're going to hop right in. We're going to start with loyalty. So a lot of people are having conversations right now about what does loyalty mean? This yep. idea of like you buy something for $10 and you get 10 points, but you don't really know how to redeem those things. That feels like that's kind of going away. Give me yep. your overall philosophy on loyalty. What does it mean to you? How do you think about loyalty in today's economy? Yeah, I think it's really dependent on the brand, to be honest with you. There are some brands that have been doing this sort of like very points-dominated loyalty and reward system, and it works for them because their customer, their repeat purchaser, knows that that's how it works. So like, you know that the more that you shop, then you know the more that the points that you're getting. What we're seeing is on a lot of these new adoption stores and the people that haven't done rewards and loyalty in the past, they're not finding as quick of adoption to that. And I think part of it is because the use case of like buy and get points is you're like, great, I don't really know what my points are going to get me. I don't really know the value of this. And so I think that's problem number one. A lot of brands don't do a very good job if you do use sort of like that points piece, showing the value of what people can get by shopping and getting points. By just telling somebody that they get a point for every dollar that they spend means nothing. Me as a consumer, that means nothing, right? Like what can I actually use my points for at the end of this? If I'm having to spend $500 with you and then you're going to give me a sticker in my box, like that really means nothing. So really it's like that messaging that goes along with it. If your store is set up for sort of this like points value system, you need to on the front end really do a good job of showing like, are you a tiered point system? What does that look like? What are the benefits with each of the tiers? And also make it easy for people to redeem their points. There was just this use case this actually this last week where my co-founders, she purchases shirts for her husband from an e-commerce store. And they emailed her and they were like, hey, you have points to use and they're about to expire. So she actually clicked through sort of like the CTA and the link and went through the email and she couldn't even log into her account. She was like, do I log into Shopify? Do I have like a points account? I've never set up points. Like, I don't really know what this means. And I think that that really holistically is the confusion with this like points per dollar system. Yeah. People don't realize 
that they're getting points per purchase. So when you tell them they have points to use, they're like, where do I go to redeem them? What am I getting? And how does that sort of like work? So I think that holistically is a big problem with the points per purchase. Another problem with it is it's not really intuitive on the checkout side. So there's not a lot of brands that are using it on the checkout side that's like, hey, you have X amount of points to use towards your purchase, get X dollars off or whatever that looks like. So really like knowing all of these problems, it's almost like setting up a solution in the beginning when you're setting up your loyalty program and thinking really just because other brands are using the dollar per point, does that mean that I need to do it? No, you can get creative with it, right? So there's everything from just setting up sort of a tiered system so that as people spend dollars on your site, maybe they just get extra benefits, right? Become a VIP, spend $500 with us and get extra VIP shopping days and giving them access to discounts, letting them be the first ones to sort of try your new products if you're rolling them out. Beauty and skincare, that works really well, right? You always want to send it to your most important audience or message it to them first. So maybe giving these people special days to shop, special early access to these products, that stuff that like loyalty is meaningful for your customer. Your customers that are going to be coming back time and time again, they want to get something from you. But as a repeat purchaser, making them feel like that VIP and making them know that they have like this extra discount maybe or that they're going to get early access. Like that is the stuff that's going to resonate with them, not telling them that they're going to get a point for every dollar. And I think that holistically is the problem today with loyalty programs. I'm hearing exactly what I think a lot of people in the industry are anticipating is happening. And if you take a step back, looking three, four, five years ago, it was kind of the same thing with subscriptions where you would land on a site and people would be like, what is a subscription? What, like I have to buy this 10 times in a row? Like what's, no, it's not that, it's yeah. this other thing. There's a communication level that people just don't quite understand. Now we fast forward, everyone understands subscriptions. Yeah. This new level of like, okay, what do I get from this? You're giving me 10 points, exactly like you said. Are you going to buy, do I get a shirt with 10 points? Yeah. Is that only a 10th of the, is it one, <laughs> the one value? Like yeah. like, I have no idea what I'm doing here. So that, that yeah. I think is a really important piece is just the education, just being able to talk through, okay, I do this. This is how it happens. This is what yep. the next step is. And then you can kind of run the math in your own head. 10 points gets me, you know, $5. I can buy a new shirt at $15. So in three months, whatever it ends up being. But the education yes. piece is huge. Totally. And I think that there's some, and I know Recharge now has, you guys have the ability to do this or will with your memberships piece is it's like you can give the credit, right? So like give them credits for their next shopping. Like stuff like that resonates with a consumer, especially in today's economy, right? It's like, I will sign up because I know I will get money back and I know I'm going to be repurchasing from you. Right. So I think that being able to like give them a value and them know that they have money to use at your store, which is really just like a coupon code virtually, they will come back. And it's like making it meaningful for them and really easy to understand. Right now, I feel like a lot of loyalty programs are just way too complex. Right. Totally agree. I know you said that every loyalty program is going to be unique to a brand, which I totally agree with. That's the political answer, if you will, to not give a specific answer. (laughs) What is maybe a creative way to build a loyalty program that you've seen in the past that's really cool? My favorite is the tiered discounts. Yes. So, you know, your first subscription may be only 5% off, but your second and third are 10%, maybe your fourth and fifth are 20%. You kind of get bigger discounts as you go to reward you for staying longer. What else have you seen that, that works well? Yeah, I will say that the tiered system is probably one of my favorites, mostly because as people spend more, you can actually add on meaningful 
things for them to take away. So one of the beauty brands that we work with, they give early access to new products. They also give sort of like these Zoom calls, consultations for skincare, which I also think is really cool. If you're that. investing in your skincare, like you would love a consultation and being able to do like a Zoom call or meeting the founder, things like that. Like depending on how you're building your brand for sort of like the giveaways, I think the tiered piece is amazing. The other thing that I really love is brands that do sort of like these VIP days for sales and promos. So you only will do like a certain, say 20% off on site, and it will only be for your VIP customers or for your rewards and loyalty people. I think that's huge too, because you, again, you know that they're going to come back, you know that they're shopping. And so that's a way for you to say like, hey, thank you for being so loyal today. Only you and your fellow peers, obviously, that are in this loyalty group can get 20% off or 30% off. And it is very special, right? Like feeling like you are being seen, feeling like all of the money that you're putting towards this brand, the brand sees it and they want to give you something back. So I also love that VIP shopping days and doing them either quarterly or yearly or whatever that looks like, but really making them see that like you see them and for how much money that they're spending with your brand. Love that answer. And it, it does always truly come back to it depends on your vertical, depends on your price point, depends on what you're selling, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So definitely no one size fits all. Where does surprise and delight fit into all of this? I know that's not necessarily a, a true loyalty solution, yeah. but how does how does that kind of layer over the top of this? Yeah, I love the surprise and delight. I think it's a really cool way to just announce a new product or give something out for your customers that are repeat purchasers. Being able to sort of like select what product you're putting in subscription boxes, right? Knowing when your churn is happening, I think is a really great way of doing this. I think for the the way for surprise and delight to be successful though, is you really need to know your customer base and you really need to know when these people are churning. It makes no difference if you're just like, oh, well, I'm going to give a surprise and delight on the second order. That person's probably going to place their second order. So as a brand, you need to be strategic with, where's my highest churn? Is it at month four? Well, then on month four, let me add a surprise and delight element. Now, the interesting part to this is there's a lot of brands that will just add it and they won't tell people that it's coming. Right. Well, if that's happening on the fourth purchase or the fourth recurring order and people are churning on the fourth recurring order, they're not ever going to be receiving your surprise and delight. So what you want to do is like knowing that churn is going to happen on the fourth recurring order after you send them their third order wait a couple of days and have an email set up that says like, thank you so much. Like on your next order, we're sending you a special gift. You don't necessarily need to say what it is, but there was a lot of conversation recently at the round table that we did with Recharge on whether or not sort of like the perceived value is there. So for me, I really genuinely think that like, you don't need to tell them that it's a $180 skincare item or a a $5 wristband. You just need to let them know, like, thank you so much for purchasing on your next order. We're sending you something. We're sending you another one of our products in addition to your your subscription. And it's the messaging piece that you really need to hone in on to make sure that the surprise and delight actually works for your brand. I actually have heard that people that do not message appropriately or do not message at the right time, their customers are getting angry with them being like, I didn't want this. Why are you sending this to me? And you don't want that to be a thing either. (laughs) So that's why it's important to send... Yeah, to send the messaging and let them know like you are getting this item for free or you will be getting something in your next box for free as a thank you for being a loyal customer. Customers think that if they like accidentally paid for something or they accidentally added something as opposed to it being surprising to light. Yep, exactly. Got it. Okay. 
or even if they're like, say you're a supplements brand and you're sending them something that's supplements related and they're like, I would never take this, right? So it's like all about the messaging in terms of like what your brand actually is because supplements are a touchy subject for people and they know what they want and they know what they want to try. So if you're going to be sending your newest product or you're sending a product maybe that you have too many of the SKU left, it's all about the messaging and letting people know what the product is, how to use it, and that it's coming in your next box. So really knowing your brand and how that messaging usually works in your email with your communication with your customer, it's going to be huge for sort of like that surprise and delight moment. I'm sensing the theme of this episode is starting to be communication and how to make sure you're on top of that with your customers. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of brands, I think, are still very confused on how to message people because they message everybody sort of like the same. And these sort of VIP customers, you don't need to message them like they're a first-time purchaser. They know you. They know your tone of voice. They know how genuine you are as a brand. And so I think like if you do that messaging correctly to sort of like your VIP None of this stuff is going to be a surprise to them. And it's almost going to be ingratitude that they're receiving it. It's my biggest, absolute biggest pet peeve with brands when I'm spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars over the course of a lifetime, let alone over the course of a month. And I get an email that says, hey, here's a 5% off your next purchase. I know. <laughs> it's like you, you have to just understand the context. I'm not someone who's going to take advantage of a 5%. I'm going to take advantage of something like, hey, I'm based in LA. We're doing this pop-up thing in LA. Yep. This is a really cool thing that we're showcasing only to our highest value subscribers. We yeah. offer you to come. Some sort of customized message there. It just yep. doesn't, you can't message everybody the same. It just doesn't work. No, it's not going to hit the same. You're not my first purchase. I'm not purchasing for the first time from you. Make me feel like I've spent $500 on your website, right? Like make me feel that I'm, I've made seven purchases from you. Um, exactly. Not that I'm just coming back and I don't really know anything about your brand. I want to double down on one more thing, which was the first thing you said when we talked about surprise and delight. And I don't even need you to say anything different. I just want to kind of reiterate the same thing again. You have to know when your customers are churning. Yeah. You cannot just throw a surprise and delight on month two yep. because you think month two is a good time to do it. You yeah. have to understand if people are churning between month four and month five, we're going to send a special gift. We're going to send a surprise and delight at month four to extend that LTV another two to three months. Totally. And I think if you really want to like dig into the data and really know these things. If you know when your customer is churning or going to churn potentially, and you know what products they've purchased and you know what the next affinity product is, if you really want to do it right, you're going to send it before they churn and you're going to send the next affinity product so that they are getting like the two most frequently bought products together or second purchase affinity product, because then at least that way you're cross-selling the right way. And you know that most of the people that buy product A are going to buy product B, and you can send them product B right before they're about to churn. These are the little things that take brands from fine and doing well to, oh, wow, this is an awesome brand. They truly understand the customer. Totally. But you have to be willing to dig into the data because unfortunately, none of that is very intuitive and you have to know where to look and you have to be able to look across multiple platforms to find that as well. 100%. So in a similar way, we haven't kind of used the word yet, but in a similar way, a lot of what we're talking about is segmentation, understanding how to segment your audience, whether they're existing subscribers, whether you're promoting to them. What's your philosophy on segmentation? I know we've talked in the past about some diminishing returns. How do you segment appropriately? And then where are the points where you start to figure, okay, now we're just wasting time on this? Yeah, I think it's really interesting because when we start digging into a lot of the brands, especially on like the email side, we're surprised to find how little brands know about their segments and how 
almost little they're segmenting their group of people. I usually say like it's usually one of polar opposites. You usually have a brand that's like over segmenting. So they're only going to hit their like active 30 day audience, which makes no sense because these people aren't going to be for the most part, your VIPs are people that are reading your emails continuously, or they're going to hit everybody. And then you sort of like have diminishing returns in terms of your click throughs, your open rates, your purchasing, like your revenue per recipient, like all of that. So you need to have like a really fine combination of the two. And Active 30, I'm not saying is wrong. I'm just saying active 30 all the time, every single email is incorrect. So you need to know sort of like who these people are, what makes them tick. An interesting stat that I had heard from a fellow co-founder was that most people will visit a website 20 times before making a purchase. Wow. So like you also need to think of like just because you have their email and they are active at one point, those 20 times are probably not going to happen in the first 30 days. So you need to be able to like segment out and find these like window shoppers and find out what they're looking at and finding out what's really making them tick and what's going to make them purchase. And I think that that's also a really important piece is like knowing that segment of people, they will eventually purchase, but you have to send them the right message at the right time to get them to do that. And I really think you sell yourself short if you pigeonhole yourself into like the act of 30. And then again, if you go too far, you do everybody, you'll probably start tanking your deliverability and all of these other things that really mean a lot to your brand. So you really need to like play with your segments, find out where your window shoppers are, find out where your active 30, 60, 90, your VIP shoppers are, and really define that. The other thing with segmentation that I find interesting, and this kind of like goes back to your loyalty audience and sort of these people that are surprise and delight, your VIPs are the people that you define coming to your site are doing X, Y, and Z. And I right. want to also make sure that it's known that VIPs aren't only people that spend the most with you. Your VIPs are also your brand ambassadors. Your VIPs are also people that may not be able to afford your brand, but are coming to see what you're doing all of the time and are referring you to other people. So also make sure that you're inclusive of them because when they do have the funds to purchase your product, even though it may not be every 30 days, it might be once a quarter, they will make the purchase. So make sure you include them in sort of like this VIP messaging because they also deserve it because they are very engaged and active with like who they are to your brand. The perfect example in my life that just came to my mind as you're talking through that is Lululemon for me. It's super, super expensive. I don't shop yeah. there every week or every month or sometimes even every quarter. But every time I need a new pair of shorts or a new shirt or pants yep. or whatever it is, that's my first option because I know the quality and I know how great yep. it always is. So I, yeah. I may not be considered a VIP customer in terms of dollars spent because over the year, I'm only spending a couple hundred dollars. Right. But I'm totally engaged. Anytime anyone asks, you know, what are you wearing? Do you like, you know, I need a new pair of pants. What do you recommend? That's always it. Totally. And I think that if you chase, they were to like segment you out, you may not be their, their active 30, but you will be in an active, right. like probably 60 or 90 day audience. And you deserve all of those promos in the messaging, because once you get the right promo in your hands, you will make the purchase. That is the biggest thing with segmentation. Don't over segment, don't under segment. It needs to be like the right balance, which is again, a very PC answer. <laughs> Segmentation. <laughs> I'm going to throw one last wild card question at you to yeah. kind of layer over everything we've talked about here. Talk through segmentation and loyalty and the right messaging at the right time is kind of a lot of the, the theme of what we've been talking about here. Yeah. How does, how does content specifically, so we're talking like blog content articles, 
maybe case studies, maybe video content, things like that. How does that kind of play through all of what we're talking about here? I would say like most of the brands that we're working with, a lot of the content that they're pushing out is product content or specifically curated content for emails. I think like it all actually goes into sort of like themes of their business. So like they know that they're a family run business. So like the family type is one of those things that they want to play into. And you'll pull in sort of like blog posts, but I think you'll also curate specific content for emails. I think videos work very well, but the one thing with videos you have to be really careful of is videos don't embed in emails, right? Like you cannot play a video via an email. You're having to take somebody off site most of the time. So if you're going to have a video, my recommendation would be don't send them to Vimeo, don't send them to YouTube, don't send them anywhere off site, embed these videos on your site. And like that, I think can make a big difference. The videos obviously are a good way for somebody to get actual audio insight into your brand and like visually see something very beautiful. But you just need to make sure that if you're sending people to these other content pieces, they have a way to shop. Because at the end of the day, revenue per recipient is what wins. And if you're sending them somewhere where they can't make a purchase, like you're doing yourself a disservice. Awesome, awesome answer. We have a little bit of a closing tradition on this podcast where the previous guest writes a question for the next guest. So the next guest does not know what the question is until they get asked live on site. Okay. Oh, boy. Your question is, what is the one thing you're looking forward to most in Q4 of this year? Personally or professionally? We've had some personal questions and some professional ones, so you can answer them. Okay. I think professionally, I'm most excited to see how the economy shakes out with Black Friday, Cyber Monday. I genuinely believe that it's going to be even better than last year. I really do, because what we're seeing, the trends and sort of like all of the e-commerce stores. So I'm really excited to sort of like see what actually happens and how soon people start shopping this year. So last year we saw it in October. I hope that it's not before October, but you never (laughs) know. And then personally, I'm just really excited to uh, take some time with my kids. I have a now one-year-old and two and a half-year-old. And so two and a half-year-old, it's his first Christmas really understanding Santa Claus. I'm, I'm actually very genuinely very excited about spending family time. It's amazing. Nikki, thank you yeah. so much for your time. Really appreciate you being thank here. Thank you, Chase. Thank you so much. We'd like to thank Nikki once again for joining us. If you're interested in Sticky Digital, you can head over to stickydigital.io.